Hey, Husky fans, welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast from Sports Illustrated Husky Maven Channel. My name is Trevor Mueller, and with me is Jacob Rayburn. He covers Stanford football for the Rivals site. Jacob, thanks for coming on. Hey, my pleasure. Always good to talk football. Awesome. So let's start off. Uh, I was down in Palo Alto last year for Stanford's victory over Washington. It was an ugly game. Um, Stanford did enough to win and Washington looked really stagnant. Um, yet Stanford went on to have in their standards over the last decade or so kind of a down year. So what is the state of the program right now? It was the worst season since 2008, which was their last season of, a. Uh, well, actually 2007 was their last four and eight season and 2008 previously was their last non-bowl season. And the state of the program is the players desperately want this season to be known as the beginning of a new era. They are confident that they have enough talent, especially on offense, to compete. And in this shortened season, you know, kind of what is defined as a successful season is kind of weird in terms of, you know, what your record looks like. If you're four and three, is that something to be happy about? And, you know... Um, so on. But this current state of the program is that they have what, what I would define as a one season window here with an offense that on paper should be really impressive. And what they can accomplish in this one season window with that offense can kind of determine, you know, how well they launch themselves into the next few seasons, which could still be good on offense, but will will not be as obviously talented. Right. And what are fans' uh, feelings around the coaching staff that has really been steady for, again, the last 10, 15 years? Yeah. Um, there is frustration. Well, let's get started with one point here. It is not the most uh, robust or rambunctious fan base known to college football. Mm-hmm. Um, but the – the relatively, certainly compared to Washington's fan base, the relatively small number of Stanford fa- Cardinal fanatics are frustrated and, and want to see production, want to see improvement. Uh, the defense has not been uh, at the level of the 2015 Rose Bowl team since that year. Right. And that 2015 Rose Bowl team's defense was was actually – a little bit of a step below the defenses from the previous uh, five seasons. Uh, So when you're talking about the true heyday of defenses under David Shaw, 2011 to 2014 were were excellent. And it hasn't matched that since. Um, And there's also going back to my comments about the talent on offense with a receiver core that, again, so much of this is just on paper although there's a number of guys who have experience from last season in that group on paper, it's arguably the, the deepest and most talented wide receiver unit Stanford's had in the modern era. Davis Mills is a heck of a quarterback when he's on the field. That's been kind of the key. Uh, the running backs are young, but very talented and versatile. So from the fans perspective, if this offense is not successful, then they're going to raise what is a pretty fair and logical question. Okay, who's responsible for the fact that it wasn't successful? And to your point, 
It's been pretty much the same coaching staff for a long time now. So the pressure's on. Yeah, and with that, I mean, it was was such a drop-off, right? Stanford's been good for so long. David Shaw has been linked to NFL jobs before. And then to see this four and eight season, is it a blip on the radar or is this kind of the – uh, a cycle where Stanford goes back to being one of the bottom, more bottom teams in the Pac-12. Where do you think they are for competing for a North championship? This year, they're in, a, in, they're in actually a decent spot. Um, again, it depends on whether or not they come out swinging on offense in every game and are effective on offense. This is going to be a season where you score your way to a championship because it's going to take a while for defenses, everybody's defense, to get, you know, their sea legs back, so to speak. I mean, across college football and in the NFL even, the first couple of weeks of both of those seasons were kind of a nightmare for defensive coordinators to go back and break down film. So whoever can get going the fastest on offense and then recover the quickest on defense is going to have a chance. Um, And, you know, it's not outlandish for Stanford to make, you know, a run to like five and one and then it's to be determined with the seventh game. Um, was that four and eight season a blip? I mean, the injury situation last year was so catastrophic and, and so honestly ludicrous that even the kickers were getting hurt. Right. Um, I mean, that's when you start to worry about whether or not someone has, like, you know, caused a curse to be cast or something and we need to bring in shamans or whatever. But um, for injuries to play the role that it did it makes it so hard to analyze everything else there are some roster weaknesses that have been building over the last few years which meant that when the injuries got really bad it had a worse effect than it would have five six seven years ago yeah and i guess one of the the blessings of Stanford's schedule if if you want to look at it that way is they get oregon early and oregon lost um, a lot on their defensive side of the ball when it came to um, players deciding to forego the season and start to prepare for the draft. So catching a team like that early with the combination could start Stanford out with a statement game immediately, which should alleviate some of that stress around the program. And, um, you know, David Shaw seems like one of the most even keel uh, coaches that is in the conference or in the nation, really. Um, But still, even after a frustrating season like that, getting a win like that early, do you think that boosts that program's confidence? Absolutely. Um, It will be big for Stanford to win that game for so many reasons. One being the season's so short, you you got to view every game as must win if you want to win the conference. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. Then there's the fact that uh, last season ended with, I mean, it was so clear that Stanford was a bad team by the end of last season that it was really hard to explain all of it away by injuries. Um, they just weren't competitive. And if in the very first game of the very next season, you come out with a win, then that's a major boost. Um, and not only is Stanford going to benefit from how many players have left Oregon's team it's going to be really weird and that it's going to be an empty Otson 
just like it's going to be, you know, an empty stadium up in Seattle. Uh, I will tell you, every single person wishes there were fans in those stadiums. The fact that there isn't is terrible and it should really, it should go without saying why it's so upsetting that there aren't fans gonna, at those games. But if you want to just look in the very narrow world of college football and the pluses and minuses for a football team, it's a huge advantage for Stanford that there's going to be nobody there. Right. And, I mean, when it comes to Washington, Stanford, uh, they've just been – Ever, I go back to 2015, they just keep trading wins year after year. The home team wins, mm-hmm. the away team loses. Um, and it, the trend has not been broken. This year, Stanford travels to a Husky stadium. That oh, was at the 2016 game. That was the loudest game I've ever been to in my life. Um, and they lose that advantage this year. Now, moving, looking at the offensive side of the ball, what is the scheme that Stanford's going to try to run? Good question. Uh, last year, it was really every single week we've got to remake the wheel because who's out there is different than who was out there the previous week. You got to really feel for offensive line coach slash run game coordinator, Kevin Carberry, who in two seasons on the job has gone through offensive linemen. Like, I I don't even know what the analogy is because it's been ridiculous. Right. For at least half of each season, he didn't have the same five guys out there. Um, I want to say at one point two years ago, or was it last year? Cause it really starts blurred together because of all of these injuries. It was something like five games in a row where it was a new, somebody new was in there. Right. And they were all freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, so supposedly they're, they're working hard to simplify streamline, make everything faster and emphasize the fact that if they wanted to, they could put five really talented receivers out there and just ask Davis to throw it around. I think David Shaw would have a like a aneurysm before he would go all the way to that point. Right. Um, but it's, it's going to be interesting. One of the things that's noteworthy when you ask about how this offense is going to look and, and how they're going to want to play is that, getting bigger and stronger was a huge emphasis. The weight gain along the offensive line is, I'm not saying it's, it's Wisconsin-like, but it's a lot closer to being Wisconsin-like than Stanford's ever been. And they got Sebastian Zorn, a nutritionist, away from the University of Illinois football team and brought him over. And it was, I mean, they were boys against grown-ups last year, and they wanted to address that. So... I'm looking for things to be a bit more open and for Davis Mills to have a lot of control in what happens on the field. So, you know, we Husky fans know Davis Mills. He's, he's the guy that beat him. Um, we know Connor Weddington. He's a Seattle guy. And we know Foster Sorrell, also a coveted uh, offensive lineman from the state of Washington. Uh, who's maybe one or two more guys on the offensive side that fans should uh, know their names? Uh, we'll start with underappreciated but critical uh, in, in the football world. Center Drew Dahlman has a chance to be one of the best centers, not just in the conference, but the country. 
uh, excellent in everything that they ask him to do, uh, then you're going to want to know because you're going to, if things are going right for Stanford's offense, you'll hear the name Simi Fajoko a lot at receiver, game changer at 6'4", great talent. And Austin Jones, running back, sophomore, probably the number one guy in that group right now. Versatile, really good feet. He's not necessarily going to wow you with like a second gear that he can hit on a straightaway race, but very quick, great, great feet to evade people. And really, I could go through a list of receivers, to be honest, and maybe two guys who didn't play at all last season, one because he wasn't there yet, uh, sophomore Elijah Higgins at receiver and freshman John Humphreys. It is a huge receiver unit. They look like tight ends. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And that's what Stanford's done. That's Whenever Stanford's beat Washington, it's, it's on tall receivers who make catches. Um, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, uh, the days of Stanford being the, one of the top defenses in the Pac-12 seem to be gone. Uh, like you said, they've been kind of on a down, downward trajectory. Um, do you see them bouncing back to being a, 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 a good defense in the Pac-12? And, and again, a couple of guys that Washington fans should know. I mean, it'll be an amazing accomplishment if they end up being one of the top units in the conference because they have so much ground to cover to, to be that. Uh, the, the big, there are a couple of, of major issues standing in their way. Number one, tackling was pretty bad last season, and the early returns in term, from reporting out of camp is that we should all be patient is kind of the word of the day. And it's when Paulson Adebo decided he was going to go to the NFL, that took away a really nice security blanket where it was going to be Caillou Kelly and Paulson at corner. That was very comforting for the coaches, especially since there's so much uncertainty at the safety spots. Uh, the physicality level in the linebacker unit was really lacking last season. It looks like the guys are there to really change that, uh, especially at inside backer. It could be a completely different look than what people saw last season. Uh, it's a good group of athletes at that spot this year. You'll see Curtis Robinson in his second year at the spot after moving from outside backer. Good athlete, supposedly playing his best that he ever has right now. And then Ricky Miazon, Jacob Mangum Farrar, two inexperienced but very physically talented linebackers. And then you can look for maybe Lavani Damuni, a former uh, LDS mission kid. Uh, he's now in his second year in the program. Uh, he's getting a lot of good reviews as a big thumper there in the middle. Up front on the defensive line, that group's been lacking productivity for several seasons now. And, and by David Shaw's standards, he's been pretty open in his criticism. Uh, you, but Thomas Booker is maybe going to be one of the best in the conference up front, as well as a future presidential candidate. And if you ever hear him talk, and, and you'll know why. But on the field, which is where it's important right now, he's big dude now. 
and he's a hard worker and productive and he's going to be the one to, to follow. Uh, I, I'm, this might be wrong, but is he related to uh, the, uh, wow, I can't think of his name, the, the senator who ran for president this year? Um, uh, Cory Booker? Cory no. Booker. Uh, he's, a, he's an ex-Stanford player as well. He is an ex-Stanford player, but no relation, although Corey did give Thomas a shout-out when Thomas committed to Stanford. Very cool. Well, so what, in your opinion, would be a successful season for Stanford this year? Um, of the games that are scheduled, four and two, and then, you know, uh, I'll get back to you on the seventh game. Uh, four and two. And then hope, and then you would hope five and two, and a good bowl game and a good bowl game performance. That's I consider that a success. So you're thinking that Stanford is going to bounce back, and and you know, as somebody who covers them, I hope you're right. Um, ja- uh, Jacob, where can people find your work and follow you? Uh, so Cardinal Sports Report on Rivals.com's network of of sites. And online, uh, on Twitter, I should say, it's simply at Stanford Rivals. Awesome. Jacob, thank you. Hey, thank you.